another episode of The End Game, Insiders on Your Side, a podcast developed for senior lab executives by senior lab executives. Our intent of creating this podcast is to share valuable industry knowledge, tips, and strategies that when applied and properly executed will help lab executives and owners succeed, thrive, and ultimately become better prepared for your own end game. Good morning, everyone. My name is Melissa Butterworth, and I am your host of the End Game Podcast. I grew up in the lab industry going all the way back to the late 90s. And while I'm an entrepreneur at heart, I started my career in the hospital outreach setting in Jacksonville, Florida for the first nine years, followed by a combined seven years working for the larger national laboratories. I am also a prior lab owner myself and the current CEO of Advanced Strategic Partners. We are a lab-specific merger and acquisition firm that was started back in 2008. And unlike our competitors in the space, each member of our team grew up in the laboratory diagnostic sector. This is one of the key differentiators in working with our group at Advanced Strategic Partners. We understand the day-to-day challenges that you as lab executives and owners face. Now, over the course of the last two years in this new post-COVID world, I think it's safe to say that we've all experienced many challenges, and as a result, we've had to quickly pivot and change many of our own internal strategies. For example, we as an organization over the past 18 months have partnered with Take Charge, a corporation owned and operated by the prior CEO of the largest lab in the world with Mr. Gary Huff. In addition, we have partnered with the prior chair and head of mergers and acquisitions for the healthcare division from the prestigious law firm of McDonald Hopkins with Mr. Rick Cooper himself. And finally, I am so excited to announce that we have entered into a strategic alliance with Acumen. This will enable us to better serve health systems across the country with a true one-stop shop solution for all of your laboratory diagnostic needs. Our clients asked for this additional help and expertise, and we listened. In addition, it was you, our respective clients, who asked for this podcast. And I am so excited to announce that we have launched this based on your valuable feedback. Now, over the course of the next year, you're going to be hearing from strategic thought leaders in our space from a wide range of areas and expertise, including the areas of mergers and acquisitions, operations, legal, sales and marketing, compliance, human resources, billing, regulatory, lab stewardship, and many, many more exciting areas. We have what I consider to be an incredible lineup of guest speakers, and you are not going to want to miss any of our future episodes. We will be posting all of our podcasts on our home website at www.advancedstrategicpartners.com. If you happen to be interested in selling your lab or you wish to have a free 60-minute consultation with myself or members of our team, feel free to reach out directly to me at m18butterworth at advancedstrategicpartners.com or you can always private message me on LinkedIn at Melissa Butterworth. Today, we will be covering an area that many of our clients have asked us about in recent months. That is the area surrounding valuation and how to best prepare to ensure maximum valuation. So if you're thinking about selling your lab in the next 12 to 18 months, you're not going to want to miss this episode of The End Game.
Since there are so many factors that affect valuation, we will be breaking the topic down into several episodes. This episode of the Endgame Podcast will be episode two of our four-part series on valuation and will focus specifically on the 10 key steps that should be implemented or at least considered prior to selling your company so that you can avoid many of the common pitfalls that occur during the sales and due diligence phases of the actual M&A process itself. So let's jump right into episode two of our four-part series surrounding valuation, the 10 tips to consider prior to selling your lab to ensure maximum valuation. Tip number one, get your financials in order. We like to advise our clients to have at least, at a minimum, the last three years of your balance sheets, cash flow statements, and income statements. It's very important that you use a credible external third-party CPA firm, obviously in combination with your existing controller and CFO. And when you're putting together these reports, it's also important to make sure that you have backed out COVID testing so that you can show sellers in the market your P&L statements, your cash flow statements, your balance sheets. We want you to be able to show them a true and accurate picture without COVID included. That's going to be absolutely necessary. Now, the minimum number of years that will be needed is three. However, we do advise our clients to try to come up with the last five years, if at all possible. The financials do not have to be audited, and that is if you're a privately held company, but they should be reviewed once again by your trusted CPA in combination with your controller or CFO. Obviously, publicly traded companies, they've got their own standards that they must abide by. I would like to give each and every listener out there a helpful tip. It would not hurt to get yourself a quality of earnings report for the last 12 months. If your lab is looking for someone to assist with this, reach out to me at Melissa Butterworth on LinkedIn, and I am happy to provide you with recommendations of folks that can help you complete a quality of earnings report. This process typically takes anywhere from 45 to 60 days, and the cost of it varies. We've seen the cost be as low as 15 to 20,000, and we've seen the cost be as high as 35 to 40,000. Now that number is going to depend on the size and scope of the project. It certainly makes the M&A process much smoother, and it will show prospective buyers that you have your own financial house in order. Is it 100% necessary? No. But do we recommend it? Absolutely. In addition to having your financial statements in order, we like to advise our clients to make sure that you get any and all outstanding accounts receivables and accounts payables taken care of prior to going to the market. We have seen quite a bit of labs in the country over the last 12 months that are going through a lot of challenges with their billing. And a lot of this has to do with several billing companies that uh, we have heard have been having issues with accounts receivables. So if that is your situation, we definitely would like to advise you to clear that up prior to going to market. If you are having these types of challenges, feel free to reach out to me. We do have recommendations of some folks that can come in and that can help get you back on the right track. 
In addition to having your financial statements and your outstanding accounts receivables and accounts payables in order, you might also want to consider paying off all of your long-term debt or at least retiring that debt now. We've seen lab owners who reach out to lenders um, and in some cases they can save anywhere from 30 to 50% of the debt that is owed as long as you make the terms more favorable for the lenders. And that could be pretty substantial amount of savings. So you should start looking at that now. Tip number two, now that you have your financial house in order, it is very important that you prepare your business for what we call a management handoff and that you make yourself as the senior lab officer or the senior lab owner, we want you to make yourself completely expendable. We often hear lab owners ask, what's going to happen to the business if we don't hire all of the lab owners or if the lab owner decides to walk post-transaction? Will the business walk? And so it's very important that you can put together some succession planning now and that you can confidently tell buyers in the market that you have got top-level management that is able to handle the business, whether you're there on a day-to-day basis or whether you're not. So tip number two, make sure that your business is completely expendable, whether you're there or not, and that things can thrive post-sale. Tip number three, clean up and organize all of your corporate documents. We recommend that you begin gathering all of your corporate documents, including any sort of leases, employment contracts, non-compete agreements, automobile agreements, policies, procedures, all of your licenses, manuals, corporate brochures, marketing literature, payroll information, all of your insurance contracts. And boy, I could go on and on. This could actually be a entire podcast on its own. Now, there are a lot of documents, and it's important that you get all of them and upload them into a cloud-based secure environment prior to the sale of your business. We have found over the years Box.com to be a great service, and it's very easy to navigate. And most buyers in the market, if not all of them, are already very familiar with Box.com. Many of our clients will hire our firm, Advanced Strategic Partners, several months, if not a year prior to going to market so that we can help assist with this process. Our team has worked with most of the buyers in today's market, and we've compiled a very thorough list of all of the documents that are going to be needed to ensure a very successful transaction. It's not unusual where we see buyers request anywhere from 450 and sometimes upwards to 600 plus separate documents. The last transaction that we completed had several thousand pages of documents uploaded, right before our deal closed. Now, if you would like to schedule a face-to-face meeting with our team and you sign an exclusive listing agreement with us, we are more than happy to provide you with this detailed list. We're also more than happy to organize all of these documents for you in the manner of which each prospective buyer in the market is going to want to see these documents. That's a whole nother discussion in itself. Not every single buyer is gonna want every single document. And not every single buyer is going to have the same format and the same order that they're going to want to see the documents in. This is something that we can certainly help with. Tip number four, trim the staff and cut the dead weight at least six months to 12 months prior to the sale. 
As we've learned, especially in episode one of The End Game, in order to maximize the value of your business, you're going to need to maximize the company profits, right? That makes perfect sense. And considering that the largest expense for most of our clients is in its personnel, we encourage our clients to start looking at the existing personnel now and start making those hard decisions. And if you have positions in the company that are not absolutely necessary, we like to advise our clients to start trimming and cutting down the dead weight. If you do have an advisor, you should be able to work with them to do some comparisons with other laboratories that are similar to your lab so that you can get some benchmarks and that you're able to better ascertain where you might be able to achieve more efficiencies. Tip number five, make sure that there are no legal and or tax surprises. If something good or bad happens in your business, we always advise our clients to let us know before we take you to the market. If we can get some of those outstanding items cleared up prior to launching the sale, it's much easier and much cleaner. However, we do realize that there are going to be some instances where that's not going to be feasible and that's okay. However, we do like to go over those sort of issues with you up front. And we like to be able to uh, make potential buyers aware of these types of things. And we like to be able to fully explain it to them up front so that there are no hidden surprises down the road. Tip number six, increase sales. Well, this kind of seems obvious to everyone, right? Well, you would be surprised at how many business owners cut the sales team as a part of their downsizing process prior to the sell. This is likely the worst decision any lab owner could make. Now, we're not going to support that statement if you've got sales folks that aren't producing. We do encourage you to uh, trim the dead weight if you have reps that are not producing. However, we do like to encourage you prior to taking your company to the market to make sure that you incentivize your sales folks. You may even want to look at putting in a new compensation plan that incentivizes them more. Uh, we do have experience with this and we are more than happy to uh, share our experience in this area with you if you should decide to use our firm. And we're more than happy to recommend to you um, some lab-specific uh, legal firms that have experience in putting together these compensation plans that are obviously in place with what uh, ECRA allows. So tip number six, increase sales. Make sure that your sales team is incentivized as you're going through the M&A process. Tip number seven, you want to quantify owner's expenses and other addbacks so that you can determine a true adjusted EBITDA number. We covered this in much greater detail on the first episode of The Endgame. And while we hit on this point um, a number of times in that podcast, we just want to reiterate how important this is. We recognize that smaller to mid-sized labs have a lot of expenses that are going through your organization that would not necessarily be there with a new owner and post-transaction world. And what we try to do is work through all of those either one-time expenses and or expenses that you've been running through the business that will not be there post-sale so that we can come up with what is known as a true adjusted EBITDA number. 
It's also important that you work with your advisor so that you understand what is typically acceptable uh, from a buyer's perspective and what's not acceptable from a buyer's perspective. Tip number eight. It's very important that you have realistic valuation expectations. You would be surprised at how many lab owners don't have realistic expectations. We always advise our clients to let the market dictate the valuation of your lab. While we do have benchmarks and we do have all of the data that is typically not published when it comes to recent lab transactions, this will certainly be able to provide you with somewhat of a comparison of what you might expect when you take the lab to the market. But we have seen some pretty unbelievable, shocking experiences when we've taken labs to the market and we've provided them with the valuation range because sometimes we will get a very competitive process going, which helps drive that valuation up significantly. So while we'll, we will provide you with a range, don't be surprised because you've made the decision to run a competitive process if that valuation range does not go significantly higher, or in some cases, it could go lower if you don't have as much uh, interest coming from the market. And there are a number of reasons why you might not have interest in the market. That's another reason why you need to speak with your advisor about the timing. For example, there may be a lot of transactions going on in the market. You may be a clinical or molecular lab and the buyers may be more interested and they may be prioritizing um, hospital deals or hospital outreach deals. We've seen a lot of that in today's market. So make sure that you have realistic expectations and make sure that you understand what's currently going on in the market before you take your lab to the market. Tip number nine, use your advisors appropriately. We do recommend you use an M&A advisor. Like I've said on a number of times in this episode, it's very important that you run a thorough process and that you create a competitive atmosphere. It's also important that you get good tax advice early on. And it's very important that you hire a lab-specific M&A firm. We cannot stress this enough. Sometimes we have encountered uh, lab owners who want to use their local attorney, maybe a friend of theirs, it may be somebody that they've used for years. But we cannot stress enough how important it is from your perspective that you use someone that's got lab transaction experience. If you would like recommendations, once again, feel free to reach out to our firm. We've done dozens and dozens of transactions and we've got, uh, definitely have great references. Tip number 10, compliance, compliance, compliance. The area of compliance is a very important area for all of the buyers in today's market more so than ever post-COVID. And this includes so many areas. This is one of the many services that our partnership with Take Charge and Gary Huff has allowed us to assist lab owners with. Take Charge actually has come into a number of our uh, clients and has created very thorough compliance plans, which has allowed us to take labs to the market. And it's given buyers a sense of peace that they are going to be buying a lab that has their act together, that is very compliant, that is very clean. So we cannot stress this enough. 
Now, while there are many areas of the lab that buyers are concerned with, I'm going to highlight just a few of these areas that we've recently seen in various transactions. Number one, you want to ask yourself, does your lab have a compliance officer? And if not, do you work closely with a lab-specific M&A firm to address areas such as billing, in-office phlebotomy, your sales and marketing programs, your sales, um, you know, any sort of sales compensation plans? Do you have a compliance hotline and employee training surrounding compliance? Um, when is the last time you conducted a random billing audit and pulled a week or two weeks worth of physician orders and followed the orders all the way through the billing process to ensure all parts of the process were properly followed and you actually billed patients the appropriate number of times for non-payments? I mean, I could go on and on and on about compliance. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to our firm. Um, we've got a number of recommendations, and I'm happy to uh, provide you with some great resources that would be able to help you get better prepared. Now, we could spend a lot of time discussing many areas surrounding compliance, but this podcast would be far too long. So once again, if you have any questions surrounding this area, feel free to reach out to Melissa Butterworth on LinkedIn, or you can always reach out to Gary Huff on LinkedIn as well. To summarize, the top 10 tips to start contemplating prior to going to market. Number one, get your finances in order. Number two, make yourself expendable for a true management handoff. Number three, organize all of your documents in a data-secured environment, such as Box.com. Number four, trim the dead weight with your staff. Number five, make sure you don't have any outstanding legal or tax issues, or at least be prepared to discuss them. Number six, increase sales. Number seven, make sure that you quantify a true adjusted EBITDA number. Number eight, it's important you have realistic valuation expectations and let the market dictate valuation. Number nine, use your advisors appropriately. And number 10, it's all about compliance, folks. I sincerely hope that everyone has had a great week and found this episode valuable. If so, shoot me a text or you can always reach out to me on LinkedIn at Melissa Butterworth. We would love to hear from you and are open to suggestions on topics that you would like to be covered in future episodes. Once again, you can listen to today's episode by visiting our website at www.advancedstrategicpartners.com. We look forward to talking with you again in two weeks on our next episode of The End Game, which will focus on seven areas that make a lab more desirable from a buyer's perspective. Hope you have a great day and signing off until our next episode.